Welcome back! Back like we never left. I am again here in this illustrious event. Here to talk about sports, Tendo Boss, and I'm joined with the man from the mountain. The mystery, the enigma. He has drinks with the Doisekis guy. You know, he's probably the guy who gives him the stories that you guys later relay or hear on these adverts. He's met not one, but two Dalai Lamas. You're probably wondering, what is he talking about? I'm sure there's more than one Dalai Lama, and this man knows of it. Moses Waldo, how are we doing this week? Moses... Not too bad. I'm still waiting for my the sickest check, man. They still have to get me back on those stories. <laughs> I know, I know. You know, it's still a tough pissed. business. It's a tough business. You know, it's hard. It's to, a cruel world, man. It's a cruel world. It's hard to to really get ownership on stories like that. But I mean, from you, they're true. I don't know about this Dosekis guy. It seems like he's just taking he's 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 taking pieces from who you are, Moses. I think you gotta go and run your check, man. You gotta get yeah, I gotta, yeah, I got a word to pick with him. <laughs> you yeah, got a bone to pick with him. Yeah, you got a bone to pick with that's him. What, that's what's going on. <laughs> but how are you Can't doing, wait to, to square up. No, I'm doing good. I'm yeah. doing good. It's great, man. It's been a great... Speaking of squaring up, man, there's a lot of great fights out in... Uh, you know, I think it was at a fight in a soccer game broke out or something like that. I don't man, know. we out got in, a lot uh, of good stuff. In uh, Le Classique. Le Classique in, uh, in France. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's the most. Well, it fan- depends on what action. side of the ball. It wasn't really great for the sport, but it was wildly entertaining. If you like drama and uh, pettiness, you sure. know, at the same time, um, league on is the that it's a very dry league. So that was actually a lot of fun. You know, uh, compared to a mundane yeah, league. I will say I will defend league on because I do watch it regularly. Mm-hmm. I actually I probably watch that more than I do the Premier League. To be honest with you, shut your mouth. Oh, well, I'm not. Well, <laughs> Are you Everyone's got their own flavor. You know, I, I ain't bugging you. Like, wait, 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 I do, wait. I do enjoy watching a little bit of League. Although it has been, you are right, it's been dry because it's just been a one-trick pony, and that's PSG. There hasn't really been much competition in the last few years. And, you know, that, that kind of runs its course. It's like what's going on with Syria. Yeah. Like, it's nice to get it competitive, but you're like, can we get a new winner outside of Juventus? Juventus, yeah, please, yeah, guys. Like, I'm, willing to, I'm willing to cheer for, like, any Anyone. of the 19 teams to, <laughs> to win it. At- Atalanta and Sampdoria, those are, those are mine right now. Those are I was going to say Napoli, but I Napoli mean, keeps capitulating towards the end. You also yes. have Lazio. Yes. Uh, you have Inter. And, you know, fingers crossed if Ibra stays healthy or can be healthy, you know, AC Milan. If AC Milan actually showed go go forward doing well it would have been the most incredible turnaround because this is literally a man who spent like six years in the mls and then to turn around come back and then you know readjust back to top flight football because syria is still top flight football ac milan might not be a top flight outfit anymore in my opinion personally but top flight football nonetheless and if you're if you have that access to at least Europa League. Listen, man, that's... And I, I agree with him. He, Carlos Vela is not at this level. Carlos Vela was close, you know? Oh, he's, he's, he's good at MLS, but would he be, you know... Listen, his listen, work Carlos, out in Carlos European Vela, outfit? Carlos Vela I mean, played for Arsenal, okay? He played... He did. Oh. Ugh. Past tense. <laughs> Past tense, yes, 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 he did. He did. But you know who does play for Arsenal for another three seasons? Obama what? Obama who? Obama blood clot. Yay. Signed an extension for Arsenal. I just also wanted to throw I'm that in there. Him. I'm happy for him. Hey, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Obama Yang since his time in Dortmund. So mm-hmm. I always got a soft spot for fellow Dortmund uh, alum. So no worries about that. I appreciate that. He you wants know, to become a legend. You know, he's going to take over the reins. He's, he's going to be the new number 14. He is the new number 14, in se- essentially. You know, and we are going to erect a statue outside for this man. Trust me. He's going to win us major trophies. He's already shown he could do it. He can show off in a final. Barring um, Europa, I do think that was a tactical blunder on the part of the coach. Outside of that, Watch us this season. If we get Arteta on board and he understands this squad, way better than anyone else did. Well, him and Lacazette are, work like clockwork in front. There you go. Those guys are simply amazing. 
Listen, y'all better watch out. In the first match. Y'all better watch out. Liverpool, we're coming for you, okay? You heard it here first. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. We'll see what happens. (laughs) But yes, of course, before we, as we digress, we do have a lot of things to discuss this week. So much has happened. Like Moses has already said, like we were talking about PSG and the French League. Um, So much has happened in the Premier League. The Premier League is back. I mean, soccer is back. Essentially, European Mm -hmm. soccer took a week and two weeks break. You know, I um, I barely got to see any Snapchats from um, the young Manchester United players in, in um, uh, Mykonos, as per usual. Uh, you know, um, of course, um, we did get at least one of them in the news. It's a yearly thing, guys. Someone in Manchester United is always in the news when they're not on the pitch. If it's not Pogba, I mean, this time it was their defender. Right, they got Harry Maguire, you know, tied hands here with that police officer in Greece, but that's here no there. But excited, Greece has lovely uh, pitches at the pedestal. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. keep himself proper fit. Of course, of course, of course. You know what would be even crazier if it was the judge said, either you, um, either two years in prison, or three seasons for Olympiacos. What's it gonna be? What would you do, (laughs) Moses? Me? Oh, it's easy. I'm going to Olympiacos, man. I'm going to be a Greek god. I'm going to take him to the Champions League. Oh, yeah. Oh, Pauli, though? It's Olympiacos. Let's, let's, let's we forget. This, it's this the is... Greek League. Like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, like, they're going to they're gonna make it. They'll have a qualifying spot in Champions League. That's, I guarantee. Gee, almost that's, guarantee. That's the dangling carrot. You yeah. want to get to Champions League and show yourself out to other European outfits, perhaps even seek asylum somewhere, and then you'll be good. <laughs> Just don't go back to Greece. No, yeah, just don't go back to Greece. Uh, Cyprus is great this time of year. But besides that, we also had quite a bit happening in the uh, in the grand scheme of, uh, what was it, the, the NBA. So Moses and I, we had a rendition not too long ago where we gave our predictions for where the NBA was heading. Um, you know, it was kind of crazy on both our parts and... You know, just like the uh, March Madness, our brackets are busted. I could definitively say, not even just for me, but I think 98% of the people who ever watch organized sports, if not, (laughs) you know, just basketball alone. Um, Because, you know, as we're recording this, we are recording this um, post-game seven of a Western Conference semifinal, you know, but also post-post. Um, and, of, of course, congratulations are in order. You know, I said I wasn't going to include this, but, of course, I must. Um, Boston Celtics, you guys did a great job. You know, uh, you edged out the uh, reigning champs, Toronto Raptors. We have to, uh, we had been sent home packing. Listen, we just didn't show up. You guys played better. Jason Tatum's a stud. You know, Jalen Brown. Listen, I still don't rate him. The comment he made about Le- towards LeBron James two years ago doesn't sit right with me. I just don't think I like a guy like that on my team. You know, you know I've been seeing scary guys in my neighborhood. Oh, are you on Scooby-Doo, buddy? Okay, this is freaking <laughs> talking out his ass here. But um, besides that, very great team. Um... I can't wait to see what you guys do, but you are probably going to get destroyed by uh, Jimmy Butler. So I wouldn't, good luck I wouldn't to you. go that far, but Jimmy no. Buckets is Jimmy Butler. No, it's going to no, it's going to be a great series. Like I'm not saying there's no, <laughs> oh yeah, like Heat are no slouches. I think they got great I think, from from the top down. Great coaching. Uh, you know they got some great players. Of will course. they? Would they? I don't know if they'd be strong enough to win against the Western Conference team. No. Compare that to oh. the Celtics. Oh, no, no, no. I think the Celtics uh, would be better. I, I don't. It's going to be tough. Yeah. And, that, Mo- and this, it, it, it pains me to say this, mm-hmm. but I don't want LeBron to win. Okay. If he I'll... wins, he wins. But <laughs> not really. Like I told you, my, I'm, I don't care for the L.A. Lakers. Of course. I don't course, want them to catch Cel- the Celtics a, for as titles. A, as a Celtics fan, of course exactly. you would say that. So a part of me is, yeah, of by course. proxy, I can't stand LeBron. Ah, of course. Because he's wearing a Laker uniform. Of course, of course. I just wanted to let you know that there's, 
it it didn't matter who was going to make it out of the Eastern Conference. I think we can at least all definitively say. Well, we don't. Well, it well we don't know, man. No, it didn't it, matter. We could see the Lakers up three one in their series and lose to the Nuggets. <laughs> you you know who's at the helm of the shit. You know buddy. what? That uh, <laughs> was the exact same thing the Clippers said, and look where they are now. And that brings they're going to us... be in the same spot as you are home. You know what I mean? <laughs> wow. That, wow. that was that's wild to me, man. Wow. I, I, I can I can that. confidently say I incorrectly got wow. the NBA finals. And that brings us to our next clip. That was very nice of you to say, Moses. Yes, so the uh Clippers and the Nuggets just completed game seven of the Western Conference semifinals. A team projected second overall and arguably one of the best teams in the compiled together in the league this past season, Moses, and it seems as though they have done the deed. They've exceeded expectations by putting themselves in in a position to choke at the highest level possible. They've done it before, but the stakes just weren't high enough. So, Moses, they came back. They got an even better squad. They gave up even more than they did with Lob City. Think about that. To get Paul George, they had to give Gillis Alexander. Gillis Alexander. They had to give up like two other dudes and like six picks. Two swaps. For the next five seasons. The Clippers are dead in the water for picks for a man who checked out of the Disney Hotel at least four weeks ago, Moses, um, and he used the name um, Pandemic Pete, you know, uh, to check out. He, you know, signed off the card. They said, sir, are you not still? He's like, no, 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 no. Um, uh, the shell of myself will be playing the rest of the series. I, on the other hand, uh, I'm heading home because I watched this man shoot from a corner and hit the backboard as if this was a, a pickup game on the Sunday. As if this wasn't the last eight minutes of a virtually life-changing game. It's either this or you go home and you're going home. Moses, please... I need some explanation. I know I'm I'm ranting, but I'm not even doing nearly as much justice as, as say, uh, Stephen A. Smith will do. You know, come tomorrow. But I also want to get your thoughts on this. What what do you what do you take away from this? I'm not surprised in the sense that the Clippers play like their forefathers before them. Okay. And capitulate when it really matters. Yeah. You know, they have these great teams, like you mentioned, Lob City. And what did they do? They ended up losing out in the second round when they've had a 3-1 lead or get bounced out of the first round. This is a team historically that knows how to lose. And yeah. it didn't matter if even if they had Jesus on the team himself, <laughs> not Shuttlesworth, like the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. No, and I don't think he would have been able to. He's like, you guys are on your own. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> how bad that historically that franchise has been. Yes. And that stench, even though you, you dress it up, you bring in Kawhi, you bring in Paul George, you talk about the amount of draft picks they've given up. Watch watch two of those guys all of a sudden become Hall of Famers down the road. Like just watch that's gonna be that's what's gonna happen to the Clippers. That's that that's quintessentially what's gonna happen to uh, the Clippers franchise because they've they, they stink. No matter it doesn't matter that they have the you know the 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 richest um, owner of any basketball team in the NBA. This man, Steve Ballmer. If, if y'all like, don't, don't know, don't if y'all don't know, don't Steve Ballmer co-founded Microsoft. So the programs that uh, I'm using right now to record this podcast episode are used By the way, on the Windows a, 95 came out 25 years ago and that dance, like the dude <laughs> seems like he has the same energy where he's just running on cocaine. He's just like all over the place. Yo, I like the energy. Don't get me wrong. I think it's funny. That's um, money. Just to see the enthusiasm the guy <laughs> oh, has. Oh Moses, that's and money. And for the sport, that's money. Yeah. <laughs> that's 
Don't worry about that. That's, yeah, okay. He wakes up in the morning. He looks at his bank account and he's, he's like, like, it's 11. No, it's like, it's like, it's, not 11. It's, like it's like six in the morning. Four in the, no, four in the morning. That's I just made morning. another $10 million. Yeah. You know, in like well, 10 Yeah, minutes. exactly. He like bats an eye and it's like, oh, there's exactly. another. Uh, exactly. But I think, no, when you look at this team, it, they, they had all the makings of a championship team. You know, I, even when you were talking about uh, Stephen A. Smith, I keep thinking of Shannon Sharp. And all the time it's like, I thought those Clippers had dogs. 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 They, they had dogs. Well, apparently they, dog. you know, well, apparently those dogs have been neutered. And, yeah. you know, have just become domesticated house pets. Some of the they're, dogs they're not, were That's what they became. And they were struck, and I will proudly say, by a Canadian and Jamal Murray and a guy who does not look like when you look at his like school pictures or even one of his pictures when he was a kid that he was going to turn out to be an excellent <laughs> he did NBA not look player. Like a stud. And, and Jokic, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so when you look at both those guys and compare what they yeah. did, yeah. you know, kudos to the Nuggets. Yeah. They did a fantastic job, so basically, not giving up in this series and mm-hmm. shooting lights out when it mattered. They and the Clippers had no answer. No, and I'm kind of happy a little bit because as much as I love, uh, I, I like the Clippers. And they were my pick to win. Oh, for sure. The fact that the, the way they treated Luka Doncic. Like, I don't oh, know. Yeah. I just felt like, uh, don't get me wrong, I get it. It's supposed to be it, it, it kind of like a blast from the past. With yeah, the old school yeah. ways Kukoc. where you just like hack somebody. <laughs> exactly. The Ku coach way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But now, oh, you know what? But if this tonight, is like, before the way the, the game is, dogs, and the, yeah. I'm like, you don't hurt the guy like that. No. I thought that was silly. He's, and, he's honestly the next, he's honestly the next dog, but... Uh, you know, I'll get to that point because I, I do have I do have something um, to say about that about Luca and his mistreatment. Um, but what I wanted to also um, pose a question to you is: Are the Clippers cursed? Right? Yes. Because and before you, I, okay. <laughs> you had a whole thing planned. I had a whole just like, point planned. Yes. You know, um, talking about moving this on, on to the, the next subject on the on the uh, the group chat, but. We were talking about the idea that, you know, of between the lo- Lob City and and uh, whatever the, the catchphrase was for um, this franchise. Was it Clip City, Chip City? I don't know. <laughs> Clip, Clip City, Choke City. That's what this yeah, was. I mean. <laughs> and um, yeah. w- what happened was we saw, I, I think, in essence, two... You know, two two constants between the two teams. Um, can you can you point them out, Moses? Can you point out the two constants here? Superstars that d- played horribly when it no like it mattered the most. One coach in by the name of Doc Rivers. Oh, well, that too. And one sixth man of the year in Lou Williams. They both. At one point, yeah, but, we're part okay, of both those can, franchises. No, I was going to say, you can make the argument for Doc Rivers. You can't do that about Lou Will, though. Hey, listen, listen. I'm, not, like, I'm talking Lou about Will are is... they cursed. To be cursed doesn't necessarily mean that you, as a player, have to be, you know, a negative imp- like influence, but you could still catch. You know, it's a, you know how they say the Jamaicans is a doppy. Or a doppy. You got a spirit on you, you know? So you got, like, got no control of it. You're out here. You're just bowling, bowling, you know, getting dudes, you know, crossover, crossover. You get the hoop. And everyone's like, oh, man, this guy's killing it. And then you get off the pit. You get off the court. And then your duppy takes over. And then you guys go, like, zero for, like, 12 in the fourth quarter. <laughs> so, you know, it could be one or the other. I don't know. Something like that. But what I'm trying to say is someone is causing these guys not to win. I'm giving them the out because I love Doc Rivers and I think he's an excellent coach and I wouldn't never want to see someone like him, you know, lose out on a position especially after being in the NBA this long and what he's been able to do and the barriers he's broken just as a as a coach of color as well. Like it's very difficult to have a a tenured coach um of his caliber and be someone, you know, like an African-American, you know, player to coach 
Um, and he's got a chip on, you know, for you guys. He did it. He gave it. He gave you guys that. Yeah, one you know. Um, so it's not like he doesn't know what he's doing. But I, I do think at this point, he's kind of just reached his limit. I think the game has left him, or at least where he has an understanding of the game has left him. And I, yeah, I, I don't know. I just was think... it, but but here's the thing: was it a lot of was it tactical reasons why this team lost, or was it because of the lack of shooting or poor shooting, I should say, uh, on, uh, you know, by and large with Paul George and the shot selection because they looked like they had open shots, they weren't necessarily contested. These were opportunities that you know were were right there for the Clippers and they didn't execute. How much of that? Can you really blame Doc Rivers for? That's very true. That's very true. He is only the one to drop the plays. They have to execute them. And if they're not showing up and showing out, it's a bit of a problem. I do think, though, that what happened was the Nuggets used their, using their size and using Jokic, right, as, as this Triple tool... This man, triple-double. This man got, twenty, like, what, over 20... 22 rebounds, which was a 22 record? 22 rebounds. I think he... Yeah, That's he, Hall of yeah. Fame. Those are Hall of Fame numbers. And I think he had, like, 12 assists and, like, 13 12 points or something assi- in and around there. Disgust. I'll have to, I'll no, no. Double tw- check. It was like, 12 off. points, 22 rebounds, and then 19 assists. And then, wait, 19 assists? Something like that. Take a look at the tape. Yeah, let's, let's let's go back, rewind it. <laughs> yeah. Let's see it because he he dropped some beautiful dimes. Up yeah, there too, no, of course. Me. Okay, I'm I'm gonna tell you in a second here because I I I I'd written the I had the stat down. Okay, so yep, yeah. uh, so 16 points, 22 rebounds, 13 assists, two steals, three blocks, five of 13 from the field goal, um, only five turnovers, plus minus plus 21. Um, and then that's all in 39 minutes. So this man was really going off. I mean, in terms, of, in terms of efficiency, yes, that is the word. That's the word to use. Jokic was destroying these guys. And I don't think it was... I agree, like, Doc Rivers necessarily was just drawing up the plays. But I do believe that he knew... It was game seven that they were in, Moses, so... He had six games prior, if that, even more games, to uh, even fewer games. In the first three to four, he should have figured out how this Jokic plays and how they need to close him out. Don't. It's not about who's the better player. It's about if you know your team can't survive with this guy because he's a flame onto himself, choke the flame. You got to choke the flame because you need to win. It's a seven-game series. You don't have another yeah. chance. You started off at 3-1. You get, make, get, and this is, okay, so to quote Charles Barkley even, and it's crazy that I'm even doing this, but Denver had this, had, did this exact same thing to Utah, right? We watched this happen in the, in the first round exactly the same way, whereby Utah had shooters. Utah was going off, you know, Donovan Mitchell is an incredible bowler. But again, Jamal Murray, Jokic was doing a bit here and there, but Jamal Murray was going off 50, 60, and 50, right? And it was less about, Charles Barkley said, listen, it's less about the skill set, how you can get in the guy's mind. You got no time for that. That was the regular season. This is right now. This is playoffs. If you know he can shoot, and you know he can drop 30 points without a problem, game in and game out, and you only have, you have to beat him in four games, make sure he does not touch the ball in four games. That's your job. And they didn't do that. They, they couldn't do that for Jokic. They couldn't do that for Jamal Murray. And it's really what cost them. They, I do think um, the Clippers were a better team, of course. I think in terms of the setup, in terms of the system they had running. You know, the Nuggets are just playing to play. Yeah, you know what I mean? They're like, ah, the we, Nuggets, ain't, yeah. we ain't supposed to be here. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I agree with your sentiment. I think you mean, like, do you mean that the Clippers on paper are the most talented team, yes. the better team was, of course. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, 100%. It was I their, totally agree this with was that. Their, this was their uh, finals to lose. 
It was less about Pinnacle Denver. Course, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So it's it, what it speaks to is okay. Partially, partially, yes. Doc Rivers needs to really set a, um, you know, maybe sit down and, and have a, a very frank conversation with Balmer about what needs to happen going forward, whether for the organization or for even his place there in the organization. Because I think this is a very big turning point. There's The drawing board is definitely either you blow this thing up or... I guess, I don't know, you just try and see if you can add a piece or two. But I think you're delusional if you think adding a piece is going to make a change. Because they didn't show up. It was less about... They had a 16 and an 18 point lead and had those eroded. 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 So, this is a team that just seemed to choke. And the only person, I think you said it earlier, kind of going into this segment, it involves Doc Rivers. And you can't blame him for not everything, the, the no. wild shot that you talked about the hitting Paul the George, side of hitting the backboard, the side of the backboard. Paul George. Yeah, and that is after cat. that is after that is either before this, in that sequence, Kawhi takes a shot, bricks it, and then it gets out to Paul George. Paul George bricks that shot. It hits the, and it's I, what's going on. If is if your if your best shooter is Shumpert on the floor, then there's a problem. Your best option at that point was some dude, I don't even know if that guy's black, you know, and that's got nothing to do with anything, but I just, that's the first thing that comes to my mind every time I see that cat. I'm like, is he a brother? What's going on? He's got curly hair. But, sorry, to your point, Moses, what were you saying? I was saying, at the end of the day, the you know, the blame, will, like the easiest, like the scapegoat in the whole thing is Doc Rivers. Yeah. And Doc Rivers was there to Los Angeles. He was brought in in that huge deal from Boston, right? Because ended up giving Boston some some picks in exchange for Doc Rivers, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Or some, uh, there was a, yeah, it was a major transaction, right? It was a major transaction. So, yeah, so when you look at it from that perspective, yeah, they haven't Money has much. been spent. Money has been spent. Real money yeah, has been spent. It's not like spent. they didn't have talented teams when they were there with, mm-hmm. you know, Blake Griffin and, you know, CP3. Yeah. yeah. And you look at the, the depth on the bench. Um, memory escapes me for a second because everything seems to be going so Okay, fast so they, so they had... So, so but you get the idea of, like, how extremely talented the Clippers yeah. were. It wasn't like they were slouches. And then at the other end, you look at this team in the 2019-20 season, and they are... Uh, arguably, arguably one of the, the best favorites. They were the favorites. Once this team was dogs. assembled, they were considered favorites arr, 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 arr. to win it. Yeah, exactly. Neutered dogs. Now. Neutered dogs. <laughs> They're domesticated house pets. You know, they, they wag their tail. They, they enjoy the occasional pee outside, but yeah. you know Light they stuff. don't have the co- they don't have the cojones anymore to, to battle. They don't have the cojones. That's what, that's what they look like. And, and unfortunately, it falls on the coach because the coach is the easiest one to get rid of, and then it's the GM. Right yeah, after that, and then sure. if things don't still happen, then it's the players. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, I would I would argue, and I think you mentioned this before, and you know, thinking back on it, to kind of sum it all up, I think Doc Rivers is in the hot seat right now. He because is. Of this. He is. He's definitely. Or, in it would hot be seat. in consideration that you know there are people who are going to start pointing the fingers towards Doc Rivers and saying, "You've been here for how long?" And you haven't gotten us to a conference final. Never mind getting into an NBA final and say they lost out. You know, having that's one thing. That's one thing. Teams, yeah. Or even the run of luck against the conference final against say the Golden State Warriors, but you haven't even made a conference. Final. No, 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 like, no. That no. to me is extremely disappointing. And that's not, you haven't even okay. And here's the even crazier part. Here's the even crazier part. Is Doc hasn't even actually experienced a playoff series against LeBron. Like I mean, for the in the Western Conference, yes, in the Eastern Conference, he did what two, three, how many? Yeah, no, couple times he did a couple times. Yeah, couple times. Yeah. He beat. He beat them. He beat. He beat. He uh, lost once, and I think he beat them twice. He beat the Cavs. Not with the he, beat, he, he beat with, with the, the Cavs. Cavs. Yeah. And then he then then it was with the Heat. With the Heat, obviously, uh, that was a different story. That's a super team. So that's you know, and then obviously your um, Jesus Shuttleworth decided to part ways. And uh, join join uh, the empire, you know. So the dark side, we get it. 
I think the better side because listen. Oh come on. That I mean, are you telling me that corner three against San Antonio in front of Ginobili was that was incredible. LeBron should be giving him a lifetime supply of wine for that. Yeah, for real. Because he for got real. him a chip for that one. Yeah, you com- I Same thing with Kyrie Irving. Agree. He got him a chip as yeah, well. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, it's a team effort, people. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so Doc Rivers hasn't even had the opportunity to say, but, yeah, I had to go against LeBron, you know? Because that was, listen... Let's call it spade to spade. Dwayne Casey was using that excuse for like four years, and it was working. Like he, Dwayne Casey could definitively say, "Listen," because <laughs> I remember those those post conference, um, those press conferences, like post you know loss to a, another LeBron Cleveland team, and you know they would talk to uh, DeRozan, and DeRozan they would ask DeRozan. You know, so DeRozan, what do you think you can do to, you know, to beat LeBron James? And DeRozan is just looking at like, what do you, what, what do you mean? You, you don't, you don't stop him. And that's the same here. You can see he's clocked in. He punched in. He's, this is not a game for him. He's here to get a chip and he's going to go home with one, whether you like it or not. And I think to, to play against LeBron in that headspace, I think it really makes, it maketh the man. It it shows how formidable you are and if you can handle the pressure because he wants it more than you do, way more than you do. Because the pressure he has to go under, being the, the franchise, you know, the franchise player for the league, it's expected that he wins. It And, and anything less is seen as failure. Even Even coming... Just second by a point is seen as failure, no matter how much work he puts in. He knows that. So it's really interesting that Doc hasn't even had that opportunity to go against LeBron in a Western Conference final. Essentially now even saying that they, he couldn't even get to that point. You know, and I think that's going to be a real, a, a real big, like, you know, a big stain on this career and this franchise's sort of trajectory because I, I, I think the whole PR was building towards more so an independent organization of the Lakers, you know, by, by purchasing the yeah, forum. Yeah, they were going to be the, you know, it's like the little brother making some noise. And, exactly, and doing something exactly. Big, and, and demanding like respect. Just that happens, they're put in their place. But demanding respect. Um, but clearly not going to get, they're not getting it. They're not going to get it. So, I mean, you know, Doc, man, bless your heart, but I think your time might be up. Um, And then also to say, also, so I don't forget what we were saying about uh, Luka Doncic. So Luka, Luka's also on the same trajectory as, uh, I would say, LeBron James. Lest, Lest we forget, LeBron also was getting a lot of hate from the league, if not only, if not even his own teammates, when he came into the league, it was very much a story of 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 adversity for LeBron, where he needed to still prove himself, even though he was an out and out superstar coming out of high school. You know, like it was, it's undeniable how incredible this man, this boy, this young man was as an athlete. Yet his own teammates and the majority of the league didn't look down on him, number one, because they didn't like the, the amount of hype he was getting versus what they were doing. And number two, they didn't think it was just going to be that easy for someone this talented to walk in. And I think that's the same issue with Luca. He's an incredibly talented player, and he's done an enormous amount in a short amount of time. You know, being in Europe and being playing for Madrid has afforded him a world of experience um, that which other players have not had the opportunity to get. So he is already at that elite level. You can see he's a, he's, he, does, he has very few steps left to take. He's already gotten to the threshold of elite player. So I think him coming in and, and being and having that swagger and being that already polished, I think that bothers a lot of these other players. 
and that bothers, and that definitely was bothering a, a Montrez Harrell, right? Montrez Harrell is not a a first round draft pick. Montrez Harrell is not a a you, the first person that comes to mind when you think of um, a a uh, big big guy. You know, Montrez Harrell was given away was was was. Um, sort of waved away by the Lakers himself, so he carries a chip on his shoulder. A lot of these other guys, the Morris brothers, I mean, that's they're just they're, that's just a psychological uh, long form study waiting to happen. They probably have to do check ins every so often. I'm waiting for the documentary on them. TLC, I know you guys are watching them because I mean, there's there's something's not right. Uh, <laughs> they're just too mean, but. Um, I think Luca's future is bright. He's kind of like LeBron in that aspect. And, I mean, he, the sky's the limit. You know, he might be the next Jordan. Um, and then speaking of that, you know, um, a place where Jordan has reached, but uh, maybe the, uh, the, 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 the antics are a little bit different to what he was hoping for. PSG uh, were afforded a really interesting... Uh, Pay-per-view, Moses, would you not say? Would you... Uh, a scuffle of sorts. It was less of a uh, football match and more of a red herring. Are you liking these? Are you liking these? You know, these are off the cuff right now. But, uh, yeah, of course, we had a... Well, there was a Serie uh, league on game between PSG and Marseille. Um, it should have been pretty straightforward, you know, start of the new season for the two. Um, but of course, those are two rivals. They kind of hate each other's guts. Um, you know, a rivalry as old as time. And what transpired eventually was a five card, red card roundup. And listen, I last time I read something about that was in like a sports almanac from like 1998 <laughs> about like the most red Jason cards. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and they're going yeah, against like, like a like Wimbledon, back, that was like, like thirty years ago. Man. Yeah, going like, against crazy, going, like AFC Wimbledon or something. And then yeah. there's like v- Vinnie Jones, like yeah, bloody people in He's the playing. mouth. Yeah. So you're kind yeah, of it's crazy, man. Yeah. So like, thirty six fouls in this one, twelve yellows on mm-hmm. top of those five mm-hmm. reds, and mm-hmm. a couple of them were straight reds too. Yeah. But yeah, this was a game that was brewing, not just. For you know the the trash talk, but there's a, like a lot of things that went alongside this game, uh, and the ticky tacky fouls. But I mean, like the the accusations that have been labeled out, um, the accusation of spitting. Um, yeah, and I believe it was Alvaro Gonzalez who was saying he was spit on uh, by Angel Di Maria earlier in the match, and then towards the end, you know, you're showing the video. And looking at it, you'll see uh, like there's the the one by Neymar where yes. you know, he gets into Gonzalez. Those yeah. two have war words. Uh, allegedly racist uh, slurs were uttered between one another. Yeah, Neymar. Yeah, according to Neymar. Yeah, uh, you could also hear him like during the broadcast, like tell the fourth official, as well as the the audience when he was pointing the camera. That you know, there's like racist, racist, and referring to Alvaro. Also, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. very yeah. interesting to see how this was like super bizarre. I think it was it was entertaining. This was a game that Marseille had the advantage in because uh, there was no uh, Keller Navas, uh, the goalkeeper for PSG, because uh, he was hurt. A couple of the guys also had the case of coronavirus. Yeah, which, was, uh, which also, you know. Uh, Kind of hurt them. Uh, Mbappe wasn't there. Neymar was a last kind of a a last minute late addition uh, to the starting eleven uh, because his his status was kind of up in the air for a while. Same thing with Di Maria, but they did play, but they lost out a significant amount of players. Like Mbappe wasn't there. Like I said, with Navas, he wasn't there, and a couple other guys. So uh, they not fully they kitted out. Yeah, on the bench, they just did not look like the they looked like they were right for the picking normally. And RSV is. Uh, Boas, yes, yeah. A V B, A V B, yeah, yeah. Uh, great to see him again. Yeah, he well, he did well for himself. Yeah, uh, kind of rebuilding his career out in France or yeah. in uh, <laughs> Russia. I should say Russia first. Yeah, Russia yeah. before getting a job with isn't, uh, Marseille. Isn't that ironic? You get fired by a Russian and then you go to Russia to 
to try and rebuild yourself, you know? Yeah. Well, Russian know. oligarch, you would imagine that he would probably be like, you have no business in my country. Not only did you... Oh, no, sorry. I'm thinking of... I'm thinking of... Uh, what's his name? Uh, the Swiss man. So, AVB was for Tottenham. Oops. That's even better. Yeah. Tottenham, like, yeah. This may as well be... Because they also got uh, rid of in Estonia. Yeah. So, um, yeah, any, but yeah, Bish uh, Bullish is, you know, now coaching in Marseille. He's yeah. doing a good job. Doing a great job. Uh, and this was, the, this is probably their best opportunity to win. I don't think they've won, I think the last 10 matches against uh, PSG head to head were nine wins and a draw for PSG. Like, oh. I mean, like they entirely, they Dominate. dominated this yeah. the last decade. So for them to get this fixture is good. Mm-hmm. And I, I literally, after this game ended, I Googled when the next time these two play, and it's back in February. <laughs> or it's in February, actually, back in February. So, so, February 7th. So, so soon as. Soon yeah, they'll be at the Velodrome, and fingers crossed, fans will be fully in the stands by then. Oh, for sure. For and sure. And that will be exciting to see. Because yeah. I would love to see uh, you know, to see that match. Yeah. I think it would be brilliant. But, but back to the whole uh, thing with the cards and the whole racist accusations were extremely serious and... I know you got some tweets here to show. Yeah, so yeah, the, here's a uh, the Neymar tweet. Uh, I I guess if, you know I couldn't get the uh, English translation, y'all. So bear with me. But what I guess he was essentially saying was with regards to the VAR and and calling for them to review it, um, just like you had said. And this is Neymar's tweet Twitter, um, and he was saying that yes, he was called a. Um, I guess the mono, he like, well, I'm not going to say it, but, but I think it's a uh, monkey, mother, other effer. So um, that's essentially what it meant. And um, he felt as though, you know, that was that should have been up for review. You could clearly see, he, he felt like you could clearly see he was being called that. Um, and, you know, of course, the uh, issue was that the other gentleman, I can't remember his name, um, excuse me if I butcher it or not, but uh, I'm not even going to say it actually just to defend myself in case, <laughs> but um, cl- counterclaimed that it was not in fact uh, racism on his part, but in fact, Neymar was the perpetrator of the racism. So, um, and then with all those things combined, Moses you you had something that uh, that was said by the president of the French Football Federation in response to the situation. Yeah, he said. Well, he said. You know, obviously the the thing you'd normally say racism must end. Yeah, of course. We get that. Like, of course. You know, that's something uh, you would there, expect. But he, yeah, but he said that there is little to no racism in sports. He's and went so on to right. say if a black man scores a goal in Lugo, Guys. everybody gets up <laughs> of their seats and cheers. So I was like. If that's how he's we right. solve racism, he's hey, listen. Why, like this guy's a genius. He's like, but guys, there's a lot Tiger more Woods. Doing. He's like Tiger Woods, LeBron James, guys, Tyrion Reed. What more do you guys want? You guys got all those really nice black people. I clap. He's like them. Lewis Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton. Come on, Barack Obama. Come on, guys. Yeah, it's like he clapped when you know he became yeah. president, and he's like, "Listen, yeah, I'll have I'll I'll have you know, there was a black um, city council in my in my city. I didn't vote for him, but I I agree with most of the things he has to talk yeah. about. So, guys, my chauffeur is black. I could say no racism at all. Guys, <laughs> listen." The French Football Federation has ended racism, everybody. They're, f- f- they're, f- f- they're just telling us there's no racism at all, actually. Has Never. done the thing, and they've gone forward further Very than any other sports. one. You know, they can now take those end racism patches off. They can officially have them sewn, o- sewn out, picked off of their jerseys, Moses. You know, while all the other leagues are still battling it, uh, they've already quelled it. So congratulations to France. The French Football Federation, they have, they've stumped even me and um, majority of the rest of the world. I'm glad to know that 
that must have been a freak accident between two individuals that has nothing to do with racism whatsoever. Well, maybe he was just saying, you know, no, I, no, you know yeah. have you ever, have you gone to, maybe there's a name of a restaurant? Or um, maybe it was like a name of a... Oh, yeah, yeah. Like monkey, like, so, monkey Motherfuckers is my favorite restaurant. That is... <laughs> or maybe he just got I it wrong. Maybe he one. just meant to switch the words around. Ah, uh, yeah. Motherfucking monkeys? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't make it you sound any what? better. Yeah. I was like trying. That was just like, made it worse. I was like trying to think of it. I was like, yeah, no, 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 no. It's just as bad. No, but, it's it's horrible. Yeah, no. But I found that very. Bad. But I but back to the whole topic you mentioned. Yeah, mm-hmm. I found it very interesting that the uh, president of the French Football Federation decided to come out uh, this week and say, you know what, we don't really have a racism problem in None sports. None whatsoever. People. Totally fine. And I'm like, no, 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 not necessarily. <sighs> Yeah. There's still some issues with, you know, racial slurs being uttered uh, by fans, maybe not to the degree that we hear, say, for example, in the Spanish League. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you see with some of the players who suffer through um, racist slurs were African players or, you know, you know, dark skinned, uh, you know, dark skinned players. Um, you might say that, but like when you go to Eastern European uh, places, like even in Italy, they, they suffer through that, too. Right. When you're. Uh, an African player that they'll throw bananas on the field. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. You know, someone yeah, has dealt with it. Someone yeah. has dealt with it. You know, um, Drogba's dealt with it. Tyrion Henry's dealt with it. Uh, uh, Balotelli's dealt with it. Tons of, of um, you know, really big stars have had to deal with this racism. Across Europe, you know, it's not an easy thing, to be perfectly honest, to... to Confront. I think even for them, it's really a um, a on the as the moment happens sort of situation. Just because you are someone of color and you do happen to play a sport, you know you do not represent everyone of your color, and you are not. And we are. And then you're not a monolith. So yeah, of course, um, the reactions that come and take place uh, are not ones that necessarily. Uh, uphold or, or or denounce something. They're just individuals. These are just these. Are, the racism will exist because individuals will unfortunately exist, and there will always be some asshole out there on the pitch who decides that it's okay to say, you know, exactly what happened to Neymar. And that's the unfortunate thing about it. You know, you can only just hope to reduce the amount of. Uh, I guess you could say uh, the confidence in some of these guys to to speak speak their mind on the pitch. You know, maybe leave that stuff for off the pitch, behind the behind the stadium in the parking lot. You guys can sort it out. You can have as many words as you want there, but while you're on the pitch, just leave it out, man. Just it helps out. It helps out. Gets the the game going, and then there's less red cards and more game. Uh, you know, so that's an idea, and. Uh, to switch to that, you know, we they've been definitely a lot of people have had some good weeks and some bad weeks. Neymar has definitely had not so great week. Uh, but in the world of foot, 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 pa 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 pa, pa 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 pa, um, football's back, ladies and gentlemen, and it is back in a big way. We have new teams essentially, um. You know, because we have uh, new people on new teams and, and basically new sort of roundups. But even then, we have a literal new team, you know, the football team, um, who have the best record right now in the league as it stands. You know, who knew, Moses, if you changed your name, that it would be a whole brand new set? Uh, it, you know, it's it's you know, Papa's got a brand new lease. You just gotta drop the race there. Listen, hey, come on, the FFF. Listen, they, maybe they have a good idea. You just drop the racism, and then th- good things start happening. But besides that, um, the Buccaneers um, acquired a not so distant or or or. or you could call him, I wouldn't call him a superstar, I'd call him a falling star. Call him a supernova um, or a dwarf star, you know, about to implode. Not too, not too sure when, but it looks like it's coming. 
And uh, by that, I'm referring to one TB12. You know, we were raving about him. And, and one man himself even said that there was uh, talk of voodoo, Brazilian voodoo. You know, I won't point fingers, name names, but, you know, they know themselves. Um, unfortunately, I'm you it's real. Okay. <laughs> okay. Unfortunately, that Brazilian voodoo Moses did not come in handy. Uh, because as we seems to see like that here, cold weather climate in New England. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. As we see here, we had a uh, a big one. Um, a a big. Let me begin with this and say this. It's just one game. I know we will jump to conclusions because we look at what happened the other end or at the other end when you talk about Miami. And that's who Cam Newton faced. And he looked pretty darn good. He mm-hmm. looked very good, at, you know, in a Patriots uniform. And then you look at, uh, you know, Jason, or I was going to say Jameis Winston 2.0 in Tampa in week one. Yeah, there has been a lot of changes. And uh, my <laughs> personal opinion, I think um, it's too early to say. It's a tougher division for sure, because you also remember Teddy Bridgewater is also there. Yeah, with Carolina, and he's not a bad quarterback no. at all. And then you, uh, then you throw in Matt Ryan, who you know has always been, you know, for the last, you know, prior to say like last year, like but he's always been lost, in the running lost for MVP. Four years. Yeah, yeah and he took his years. team to the Super Bowl, which they should have won. Yeah, they lost to yeah. because I swear it was voodoo. <laughs> the voodoo came forth. The little boy kisses. The little yeah. boy kisses. Yeah, on the so. on the on the table really saved him because that <laughs> that fourth quarter. I know, I I completely agree that fourth quarter was. just So I think it's other, too early to say, but it is hell. something where we're right now at this moment saying Father Time has caught up to Tom Brady. Like he's for the last three games, he's thrown a pick six. That yeah. includes last season's right. In the yeah. Play. So. You know, you're thinking to yourself, like it's not looking good right now. But again, no. it's only week one. It is only week one. You know, I think one. I think the body of work is not there yet to make your assumption. Because if they go out and ball out next weekend, then you're we're thinking to ourselves, oh, okay, then it's not that bad. Like you know, it's oh, he's back on track, and that he's oh, look, Tom Brady's Tom Brady Super Bowl. Here we come, right? So I'm not I'm not worried. I think you're right when it comes to a tougher opponent. New Orleans is no slouch. No. And it's going to be very competitive. I still think that this is a team that wins, goes 12-4. and four. Hmm. I re- So, you know, they already got that one loss now. So they, Get they, it out of the they way. have three more. Yeah, exactly. Got one out of the way. And we'll see what happens over the next little bit. But, yeah, I'm not worried. But I think this is something, if it continues, I would say, yeah. Uh, I, I would say that we're we're starting to see the decline of Tom Brady. They play the Carolina Panthers at home mm-hmm. Sunday, and then so, they go to the road to face the Broncos. So those oh are boy. games that they can win, and then they yeah. take on the Chargers For after sure. that, and then they're away to Chicago and when they face the Bears. So, you know, looking at the schedule, going into October, that they play the Packers at home, but that one will be interesting. Uh, and then they take on the Vegas Raiders. So when you're looking at the the entire month uh, coming up or the next couple of weeks here, the two in September and then the, about three games in October, there's no reason why this team cannot be in those games. Uh, I'd say four and two. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I would say that um, the Bucks, though, you know, aside from the, of course, unfortunate James Winston um comparisons you know the, those uh he was shot in the water in tampa he, he was definitely i did i was very confused with uh it's those crab legs man he was shotgunning he shotgun like two or three <laughs> freaking um yeah the, the, the plays and i was like wait two i think two or three of them went out of bounds right he just he just threw to no one um and I and I'm pretty sure there was a palpable gasp around the stadium, and even on TV. I think everyone was like, "Oh, oh, that was the crack." Those were the cracks. You were seeing the cracks. You were like, "That's not even." It wasn't even like 
you had someone picked out. It's almost as if you thought you saw someone run a route that they'd never run a route before. And maybe it is just, um, you know, week one jitters or the fact that the playbook um, in his brain is still kind of um, set towards New England. And it's a bit of a difference, you know, it's a learning curve. And that might be it, you know, Moses, we got to give him the benefit of the doubt for that. But I also do agree that the the age is starting to show, the cracks are starting to show. I don't think he's going to be at the same level we would hope um, moving forward. And he probably has a lot more to do on his end, actually, to just maintain um, a high level that he wants to. If he wants to get to the point where, or, or the level that he knows he needs to be at, and maintain in order to make another play uh, playoffs, and then you know further on to the Super Bowl, he needs to work way harder than he is right now, and that's just off of week one. But we, no one needs to tell him that. No one needs to give Tom Brady the motivation because I think Tom Brady is motivated enough. He already knows what he's up against, and he already knows what he's trying to prove. Um, so regardless of how this goes, I think he's going to go out there and give it a, the best he's got. Um, hopefully that means, you know, maybe another playoff run from from the man. You know, we see the Bucks doing a bit better than they have been in the last season. Um, it'd be great to see the, their stadium in the playoffs, you know, get that boat. You know, I'd love to be in the hot tub while they're playing. I think that features an incredible thing. I think more stadiums should have it. Come on, people. You know, why doesn't Baltimore have that, Moses? Why don't they have a ship in their stadium, right? That's, those it's are the not real questions. at all. That's, those are the real questions. Well, I they mean, actually are a port city. Questionably. City. Yeah, Baltimore City yeah. is a port city. Hey, hey, Moses, you know, honestly speaking, does Tampa need a boat in their stadium? I, I think it's very much a no on everyone. So, okay. <laughs> We're talking optional extras here, buddy. Um, and I think everyone should have it. But besides that, I look forward to it. I think Tom's going to kill. Um, I do think they're going to be six and six, though. I don't. I don't see them doing. I don't see them doing more than that. I don't see them hitting, cracking anything this season. But I see them doing it next season, if that makes sense. Um, I have no gauge, no reason to believe the reason I be- the what I believe. I'm just going off my gut, and yeah, that's just off week one. So take it how you will. So yeah, no, that's 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 what I think. You know, um, I I wish him the best of luck, though. Of course, he's gonna kill it. You know, there's nothing there's nothing to to keep him from. I mean. Doing it, and except for uh, his goddamn coach Moses, and I don't know what you what do you think, but uh, that's no real positive reinforcement on any front. So I would like to get your opinion on that too before we 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 jet out of here. What do you think, uh, Tom Brady? Do you think he's going to get the coaching that's needed for him to get there? Because I think Ayers is kind of a different approach to what Belichick was clearly. But calling him out post-game, does that, what, invigorate that, invigorate him? Do you even think Brady's okay with that? Do you think that's something he he um, appreciates or, or does he mind it? I think you you compare like Bruce Arians to Bill Belichick. I think Belichick was much more harsh. So oh. I, I'm, I'm sure he's probably suffered through more with Bill and mm-hmm. suffered in the way that, you know, he'll get the most out of his players. Like this is, a, this is the type of guy that you're dealing with when it comes to Bill Belichick who wanted to get rid of you in the first place and wanted to keep Jimmy Garoppolo. So that uh-uh. didn't pan out because of the owner. So right then mm-hmm. and there should really kind of set off the, the alarm bells if you're thinking, oh, I wonder if he likes me or not. And I don't think they do. I think there's a healthy respect. And yeah. that's what got them the Super Bowls and the, and the wins. I don't doubt that. I don't think you go into, you know, winning a championship if you don't have some kind of respect for somebody. You don't necessarily have to like them. You know, you don't have to be buddy-buddy on the field. And a coach and, the, and a quarterback in this case, uh, you know, guys who would be very close to each other. Um, but they get the job done. They understand the roles. 
And I think there's a sense of freedom that comes with Tom Brady. When you're a leader and when you are the guy like Tom Brady has with all the rings, um, you know, the legendary status, you know, the goat of the game, um, living legend, you know, still Mm -hmm. at the position, you know, he's going to be an instant hall of famer. There's no doubt in anybody's mind. Yeah. He, He has a piss poor game, you know, in his mind for sure. Yeah, of course, he's going to be called out. He's not going to have any problem with it because it, it, it is what it is. The facts were out there on the table. He did not play well. And, you know, maybe, I don't know if you're talking about the choice of words, but at this stage, I think Tom Brady's a big boy. He doesn't necessarily have to worry about, you know, words, you know, facts hurting his feelings in this case because it's true. Facts don't matter, play, yeah. Yeah, he didn't play yeah. great. There no, were, he did there not. There were moments that he looked good, especially that first pass uh, in a Tampa Bay uniform. But I think it's just one of those things. I don't, I don't think there's going to be an issue. I think it's fine. Um, yeah. You know, I, I don't think uh, this is going to be a problem. Well, you know, the, yeah. Let's start are. getting back on track. If you look at the team in general, they did not play well. But, again, they yes. got picked apart big time by, you know, when you look on the offensive side um, with, of the Saints and Drew Brees and Ray Fusso. Yeah. Like, and, and that's one of the best – that's one of the best, uh, you know, offenses in the league right now. It's not to say that they didn't, you know – they have their chances chances, but this is also you know keep in mind one of the better teams and a team that's complete a team that's already been through the wire in their division and already has a clear understanding of what they want and what they need to do to get there um i think the regular season for them at this point is merely a formality drew Brees himself also knows that he his clock's running down you know, and he does not have the privilege that Tom Brady does, whereby he is still looking to, to you know, be a bit of a formidable, um, you know, be, be, be getting legend status in New Orleans, getting them a ring. And he's been very close. As we saw last season, they got extremely close. And I felt like they really had a, a good squad in order to get there. And it was kind of heartbreaking that they fell short. I think even then they would have been a much more enjoyable team to watch in the Super Bowl uh, than what we had to watch, you know. Oh, yeah. uh, even two seasons ago in the Rams. Were yeah, there. I think I think way more electrifying. I think uh, their running options are incredible. Uh, you know, Thomas is an incredible guy. He can, the guy can rip it up um, amongst the other dudes. So... I do think that, uh, yeah, I agree with you on that. This is just a formality. Your first week, of course, you've got to kick the tires a bit, get the rust off, um, get slapped in the face, you know, drenched in cold water, electrified, something like that. You know, just something to wake you up a little bit. Um, and then week two, then let's start working on improving in those things. So definitely working on the defense because that's definitely – something that they need to work on. There's a lot of, they were giving up a lot of uh, penalties um, and that's going to add up. That's not a good um, sort of approach to the season, let alone approach to a team. And I think Tom Brady notices that because they don't do that in New England. There's less of that in New England. You don't give up penalties. I know that's Bill's definite, a definite definition of his, of his work, you know, of, of sort of his plan is you do not give up penalties. Don't give up yards because that's going to make it harder for you to win. And that's very true. But I think those little tweaks need to be made still. And, and Bucks are going to, you know, we'll see, we'll see what they can do, you know, and we'll see what the Tom, Tom and Gronk, you know, team can do. I think uh, if they had Edelman, it would have been complete. But, oh, well, say la vie, and this is what we have, you know. Um, but hopefully everyone has enjoyed this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. We spoke about a lot. Um, there's a lot more coming. We can't wait for the next week worth of sports. Um, Moses, is there anything else that you wanted to add? Say, let the people know. Oh, we should be good. Excited for uh, seeing what happens in week two with the, you know, European football and the American football as well. When we come to the important games that are going to be coming down this week. I'm excited, man. Sports is back and it's coming back slowly in terms of 
you know, building that, uh, that, that, base where fans can come back and enjoy sports so we're, we're getting, we're getting closer. to see the beginnings of that and of course we got the nba uh western conference finals that'll be starting up on the weekend too as well and you got the eastern conference finals that are kicking off so yeah lots of great sporting events and then stanley cup man the stanley cup playoffs should be starting shortly you know um so you know we got a lot of great things going on the menu when it comes to sports hey and you know if you like tennis too you got another grand slam coming up in late september oh yeah Oh yeah, and of course. Uh, congrats to. Uh, um, I've forgotten. Uh, you know what? I was gonna say congrats to the the U.S. Open winner, uh, but I've forgotten her name. Um, Osaka. Osaka. I remember. I remember the first name. No, I don't remember the first name. You know what? Let me not put myself in that position. Thank you, sir, for um, for saving me, Osaga. Uh, she won women's singles, and then um, who won the men's singles? Team. Was it Yo- Tim? Okay, and I know Djokovic uh, um, um, sort of flunked out. Uh, yeah, the only thing that defeated Djokovic in twenty twenty was himself. Was himself <laughs> ball right at the jugular of a line judge. <laughs> That's the only thing that he stopped him. He just couldn't handle it. Yeah. Uh, I think he just, yeah, you know, one, one, well, I understand it there, you know, it's your, your in and your out is less of a millimeter at times. And, uh, the line judges have never been on the best side of any tennis player. So it's not, it's not, not typical that that happened. I would mean, I would understand that, that, that you know. That's not the first time he's done that, definitely. <laughs> Let's say that. <laughs> so, you know, but good for him. You know, the guy who who won, you know, definitely it was a great opportunity for him. A little bit of prize money. Um, and, um, you know, a little hope, help from the, you know, usual overall number one in men's singles, but uh, in the most... Uh, I guess unconventional way, you know, give him a boost by uh, by knocking himself out. So thanks, thanks Novak. Um, but outside of that, you know, I'm also excited. We got way more sports coming up. I can't wait for the league to keep to kick off. By the league, I mean the Premier League. It's one of my favorite things to watch. Um, uh, and uh, I know it's going to get heated up right now because my team actually has a chance of winning something. Um, so I'm actually kind of excited. So I cannot wait to talk more about it as the, the weeks progress, but Moses, thanks so much for coming back on and joining me for another week. Um, been great talking, look forward to talking to you next week. Um, but if that's all, uh, everybody, I just wanted to say before I get to go, um, from the bottom of my heart, what I believe, Moses, why are you, why do you look so disapproving, man? I'm just, I just wanted to impart some kind words to the viewers and let them all know, you know, from the bottom of my heart, p- the people I love, the things that are dear to me, you know, the things that bring me joy. It's just knowing that Paul Pierce ain't shit. And I hope everyone has a good night. Okay. Thank you, everybody. And <laughs> we'll see you next week. This podcast is a Collab House production.